Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there's this gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential. But it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting, creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have the special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or you're still in this phase, you gotta know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It is only gonna- it is- oh, I fucked that up. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's gonna take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just gotta fight your way through. Um, so even though I screwed that up, even though I was trying to sound serious, that quote is from Ira Glass. Um, and it's sort of, I mean, basically completely relates to what I want to talk about with this episode. This first or second, I don't even know. Um, so hopefully if I can title this right and get all the different... Uh, links going and people are interested the people who actually need to see this will um, because I am who Ira Glass is talking about I'm only 22 young still in college I'm not even a studio arts or anything like that but I like to draw and I like film and all this different stuff um but I get frustrated every single day looking at my art, thinking about my art, how bad I am at art. It's all very self-deprecating thoughts, um, but I keep going, and I hope you do too. So basically, what I've kind of realized is that when you're trying to learn art, it's not like you can read a book and then just be a better cartoonist or illustrator or filmmaker or anything like that. You have to do, fuck up, correct, do again, and just keep doing that. At least from personal experience, and I'm not great. I'm not even probably good compared to most people's standards. Um, I mean, I've drawn since I was young, but I don't... Th I, and maybe this is just some self-doubt, which I actually created a little sign above my desk that says no self-doubt. But I still doubt myself anyways. And... the um The important part with this self-doubt is that at some points you don't have it and when you don't have it and even when you do have it you still create 
you still make art you still attempt to make the thing that you think is really good you still try to make the thing that you believe you can for that split second your taste your talent will match your taste and it probably won't sometimes you'll get semi close you'll get pretty close you might even get half close and it's going to look pretty damn good but other people might th- not think it's great what's important is that you know it's better than what you were making last week last month last year at least you showed up for the job. And so I've kind of been learning that through reading articles and listening to videos that... Oh, excuse me, Jesus. That a lot of artists who are well-experienced in the field, have had success, they have a very good knowledge bank of what things look like so, take for example one of my favorite artists, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right at all. Kim Jong Gi. Kim Jong Gi. I think it might be that. Kim Jong Gi. Um, who sketches from his mind as if he's seen these things and taken a photo in his head and just reproduces it on the page. And. I'll do these massive murals that look like they're sketched straight out of life. Obviously, they're stylistic, and he's doing them from these crazy sort of four or five point perspectives. And there's a lot of technicality that goes into being able to create that, but he has such a strong memory bank, such a strong knowledge bank that he just knows how to draw these things. And so I think that's what's going to help me as well as probably help you, whoever you is, um, is developing this knowledge bank. And a lot of that will come from observational contour drawing, things like that. So I try to balance drawing the things that I actually want to draw as well as with practice. So I'll do form drawing and all sorts of different things like that. Um, but, and I don't have a, uh, screen in front of my microphone, so I don't know how this is sounding, so I hope my P's and B's don't sound too bad, but that would be pretty annoying if they do, so... At some point, I'll have to... A diffuser? That's what it's called, a diffuser. I'll have to look into getting one. Anyways, for now, we'll make do. And so I believe this sort of self-doubt comes in many different forms because there's so many things that creatives want to make. Like, I draw. uh, I have experience in film. uh, Graphic design apparel design all these different things that you want to mix up into one big project and just do all of those things all the time and whenever you feel like you're going to do them and I still feel like that even right now and it's very difficult because when you start doing things like that it tends to put these different sort of thoughts in your heads and I went through today and was looking at 
exactly who do I follow, what is their style of video, photo, art, all that different stuff, and sort of boiled it down to a few keywords. And so I came up with 11. So a lot of the things that I follow tend to be very truthful. Uh, there's people who are very honest. Uh, they don't tend to lie about much. And some of them encapsulate a lot of them. Some of them encapsulate only some. Um, I have a whole list of the people that I pay attention to the most. Um, and so there's humor, absurdity, knowledge. They're artistic. They're kind of sketchy as in unrefined. Their work's unrefined. or That's part of the style. Um, I wrote down harsh. I don't know why... I, harsh but maybe because it's more sort of piercing to the ear harder to look at uh, without feeling a little sort of pain or something like that inside uh, it's creative uh, sometimes it's motivating it's usually realistic when it comes to advice or what the what the comedian's talking about and oftentimes it's hopeful because I'm a creative, I'm an artist, and I like to dream about different things. I like to picture myself in places that I'm not yet, um, and hope I'll get there at some point. But for now, you just have to keep going. And so, when I was trying to come up with something that could encapsulate all those different characteristics, I was thinking, well, if that's the stuff that I follow... That's the stuff I pay attention to every day, then that must be a pretty decent summation of my style. And as far as artistically, I draw a lot of the people who are encapsulate those things. I listen to their podcasts, I um, watch their specials, consume their art, um, read their articles, things like that. And I like to think that because those are the characteristics I search for most in other people and that I find the most interesting, then that's kind of the stuff that gets churned up in the machine and pushed out on the other side whenever I make something, whether it's a drawing, whether I'm writing something. Um, also, my body of work is not huge. It's not fantastic. It's not even close to big. I don't even spend nearly enough time on it. Um, so just in case you're getting any false conceptions about how much experience I have. I've done some freelance work. I mean, for friends, but never by a company I, that I had no relation to. I haven't taken the time to send out these emails. I mean, I am a senior in college, but this is part of the process is me starting to reach out to these companies and see what kind of work I can get. So, when I was looking to make this episode, or this podcast, video, whatever, I really was looking at some of my influences and who I want to create like, or who, not who I want to create like, but the characteristics of the people who I like to follow and the, the characteristics of the work that they create. And it almost instantly influenced me to copy exactly what they do. And so I wrote down a bunch of topics of 
discussion that I could have talked about and got super hype about it. And then an hour later, I thought, oh, no, that's really stupid. And that sounds exactly like something PewDiePie would be talking about on his, um, on, on any of his shows. Um, Sorry, if you can hear the paper crumpling. I'm just holding on to it, looking at my ideas. And I thought, that stuff I really don't... I really don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Like, I wrote down Pats are going to the Super Bowl. I'm from New England. But, I mean, I didn't even watch the second half of the AFC Championship. I was gone the whole fall. Didn't watch a single thing. I only care about it because I play fantasy football and I have money on it, basically. Um, other than that, I couldn't give less of a shit about football or any sport for that matter. I used to play sports, but watching it and knowing who's who and looking at rosters, I have friends who know that stuff. I got cousins who can recite all these different players and their numbers and that's just not for me. Um, I was going to talk about some of the stuff I've learned about sound quality and what sound does. And even though I don't have a professional mic, uh, I'm still going to spout some knowledge, and it's that. And I've learned this from, I'm in a, taking a, a sound design class. Um, and apparently, sound quality uh, lends itself a lot more towards sort of perception of quality of an overall, say, film or anything or project in general than video can. You can get the nicest video camera, but if you're recording with a potato, it's going to look worse to the person, as weird as that sounds. Um, I'm quoting my professor on this, basically. Uh, I was going to talk about the... I, I honestly don't know enough to get into politics, but I was going to talk about the whole wall thing and shut down, but I don't know enough. I don't immerse myself in that kind of world. Uh, there's certain things that I do know about, and I love to look at psychology of people. And the one thing I was interested in was his speech, which I didn't even finish, so I'm not going to act like I'm some, I don't know, master of this stuff. But when he announced that, when Trump announced that their shutdown was coming to an end or whatever, and he talked about American government workers who did not complain, did not do all these different things. And all I could think about was pretty much every single tweet, every single Reddit post, every single post on Instagram. I mean, because I'm not – I actually – okay, those are bad examples. I actually do look at the news um, or at least I look at the headlines because I'm, I have a very short attention span generally when it comes to when it comes to the news and I usually just don't look at it very much at all but he talked about people not complaining and I just thought it was just like holy shit this is a level of delusion I never even I've, I, I haven't seen it in a, quite a bit and I'm very into sort of anti totalitarian thinking and stuff like that and I'm all about the individual and championing their freedom and so sort of rhetoric like this just 
interests me because you see it repeated throughout the past and I just had a voice crack and uh, it even scares you a little bit to a point not like crippling fear but um, you know you become become aware of the way people react to these kinds of things and realize that some people actually believe this some people actually believe it and it's like holy shit those people actually exist that actually believe it and there's people who actually exist who want to kill the guy um and it's just super interesting to me to sort of realize that these people are out there and you as the individual are someone who should be aware of that um but also work towards having people other people think for themselves um <clears throat> i was also going to talk about the midwest is about to freeze because it is it's supposed to have like the coldest temperatures in i don't know 20 years or t- not 20 years what the hell like 200 years i don't know i didn't do too much research on that one i just saw it and thought it was crazy um and now I'm back on topics because that was just sort of an aside about what I was going to do, but it wasn't actually anything I wanted to talk about because when it comes down to it, I don't really know what to talk about or what I want to talk about except for the things that actually happen to me in real life and the things that I know and I don't want to act like I know things that I don't because what help would that be? So, I'm kind of glad I questioned myself about 10 times before this episode, even though it sucks and it makes you a little more anxious and a little more depressed about your own work and because you don't know what you're going to make or things like that. Um, I started thinking, well, what do I know? And what I do know is how to feel lost. And how to feel like I don't know what I'm doing. How to feel like there's not much or not many options for me. Do I want to get a traditional job or do I want to try to do this? Is there going to be time in my day to sort of combine the two as well as try to stay healthy and try to do these anything else? And so these are the questions I'm battling with right now. And trying to create in the midst of that is one of the most difficult things I think anybody our age can do. So I just wrote down that I am one of you. And that's what I know. I know those few things. And... um So I, I do believe that a good deal of confidence in the potential that you have or the potential image of yourself that you see in the future is a good way to look at things because sort of where you see yourself in the future might start to determine what you surround yourself with. And I surround myself with content similar to this even though there's so much more I want to do and I'll just do it and see what catches on see what people like um 
but one thing you shouldn't do is just you shouldn't think you're great and that you don't need help or improvement because you already do or you always do um but you should think that your potential is great and as long as you can do that and keep this future image of yourself and it's going to change every single day if you're anything like me and your brain is as scattered all over the place all the time as mine is uh it's going to change a lot but you still tend to surround yourself with similar things and that'll change too but it shouldn't be something that stresses you out more than it does just because you're not just because the things that you surround yourself with a week in advance are different than it was a week ago and when last week you had a different image of yourself that you wanted it's better to look as though everything is totaling into this library and you can just keep adjusting it's no problem if you keep adjusting and just keep doing all you have to do is just show up every single day that's the only way i've seen improvements in my work um i mean i just i did like a podcast which i mean you can see it it's on the other artism episode one or whatever where i had like just woken up it was like 11 a.m in the morning on a weekend i was just sipping a coffee and doing a drawing warm-up and it was just absolutely terrible i wasn't talking half the time you could hear the markers squeaking so now i'm trying to step up and do this a little better um but you'd only know that it's that it was worse in the past if it's better in the future and if you have this image in your head that it can be better and you can be better and not better than your competition, but better than you once were, then um, I can almost guarantee you'll start to see improvements. So, I guess I'd like to just end by saying, show up every day. That's, that's all you really have to do. You got to immerse yourself. I don't know if I already mentioned it. I actually, oh my goodness, my memory is so terrible. Um, you should read The Art of War, or The War of Art, oh my god, no, The Art of War is also a very famous book, The War of Art is a book by Stephen Pressfield that talks a lot about this, and sort of what holds us back when we go to create, and I think it might help, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere, um, or buy it, I forget, I don't think it's free, no, it's definitely not free. But you can get the ebook on probably Amazon or any commonplace iBooks. I don't know. Kindle. Um, and so, I believe that should be it. Um, let me know what you think. Email me at danny at collectivema.com. Again, that's danny at collectivema.com. I'm on Twitter at rich underscore Bino. My middle name's Richard, so I think it's a funny name. So I go by Richie on a lot of stuff, you'll see. And if you're watching the YouTube version of this in the 
Counter-Strike videos, which when I'm not trying to do this, which I just sort of started, or drawing or doing school, I like to play Counter-Strike. Um, and so, yeah, you'll see my name on that's Richie the Kid, so if you see me in game, give me a holler. Um, trying to think, what else? Oh yeah, Rich underscore Bino on Instagram. And I don't have a Facebook right now. I'm still working on something like that. Um, but yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this gives you a little insight into someone who's just like you. Um, and I hope you just keep going and show up every single day. So I hope you have a very nice day. And uh, like and share this if you can. Subscribe if you want to hear more. Or leave a comment saying what you actually want to hear because maybe me droning on about being self-deprecating about art isn't something you want to hear and you might want to hear something a little more upbeat or uh unrelated so let me know and uh have a good one